0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. So today is, uh, if you didn't hear me say it already, so we're starting a brand new series today called Relation Tips.
1: Looks like we're studying, right?
0: It's like we're on a date. We're on a study date. got
1: our computers and our Bible. This is what we looked like in Bible college.
0: It is. Except our
1: computers were a little different. We didn't get get as much studying done,
0: though. uh, We talked. We talked a lot. That sounded worse than I anticipated, but that's not what I meant. We talked a lot. It was a lot of talking. It was a lot of talking. We stayed uh, in the
1: library on campus. He told me stories of, this is how he got me, guys. He told me stories of his papa's farm in Virginia. And I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I'm sold. She's like, tell, tell
0: me more. It's <laughs> like, well, I was barefoot in my overalls yeah. and just walking through the fields of wheat.
1: <laughs> it was actually an old tobacco farm. It was. Which is really cool. Like, um later on in our relationship, I got a chance to go out there and um, see all these wonderful things he talked about and the old tobacco sheds where they used to dry out the tobacco were yep. still standing still smell and like still smells tobacco. like that sweet tobacco-y drying smell yeah. <laughs> I guess living in the south was a whole different experience in the
0: pond where papa would take me fishing yes true <laughs> true, true story. story that's how she she fell in love with me it was amazing
1: <laughs> I did so, yeah aren't you lucky
0: I am lucky 18 years <laughs> later three kids later and it only took 18 years to finally get closer to your parents. And by closer to your parents, we somehow convinced them to move here. So yeah. it
1: still blows yeah. my mind. Do you guys, if you guys don't know my parents yet, Glenn and Peggy White, they always sit right over, right over here. Um, this, awesome. is, this is the first time in 18 years that I've lived by them. Um, he took me all over the country. <laughs> we went together. He didn't take me. I willingly went. Um, Most of the time. All over the country, and they finally realized we were done, <laughs> done moving, and they said, okay, we will come. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: all right, so we're going to get into it today, and this will probably be our, our setup for the next few weeks. And uh, how many of you all follow Convo Church on Instagram? You're on Facebook? <laughs> For the rest of you, we forgive you, and you are re-invited to follow us on Instagram. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We actually do want you to, but yeah. uh, but you will have seen. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. We've been kind of putting out there, uh, hey, send us any, literally, uh, no holds bar. We're gonna keep it real. Um, I'm personally, I'm kind of tired of the church being weak and quiet about stuff that people are dealing with in real life real and need to hear life about, stuff. and uh, especially when the Bible actually talks about that yep. stuff. And uh, so uh, we're going to keep it real. And so still, it's not too late. You can still, if you want to, on social media, send us a a direct message or whatever. We're never going to, like, publicize somebody's name. And so-and-so had had this question. We had some people have fear
1: that we were going to, that we would know who sent the questions. And yeah, we'll see your name. But (coughs) it's totally (laughs) anonymous. Totally anonymous.
0: Nebuchadnezzar. Sorry, you had to be there. Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, anyway, if you are a dream team night. Um, hey, how many of y'all uh, enjoyed pa- having Pastor Doug and Donna with us last week? It's
1: amazing, right? So amazing.
0: It was so good. It was a powerful day, powerful yeah. night, dream team night. And uh, so we're going to get into it. Um, you want me? Okay, I'll read. And so if you, if you have a Bible with you, open up to the book of Matthew. It's the first book of the New Testament. And, uh, or pull it up on your YouVersion Bible app. Uh, we should also have it up on the screen behind us. We're going to read a few verses here in chapter 6 of Matthew, uh, yeah, Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna start in verse 19. And, and again, this is all about relationships, all about relationships, whether you're, uh, I said it on, on social media yesterday, whether you're married, single, uh, divorced, dating, breathing, if you're a breathing human being, then this is something that is going to relate to you. Parenting, non-parenting, doesn't matter. Uh, Because there are things in God's word that literally sets the tone and the foundation for any and every relationship that you could possibly have. Can I get a amen? Okay. Amen. All right. So follow along with me. I'm starting in verse 19. I'm going to be reading here from the New Living Translation. It says, Don't store up treasures here on, here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them or where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. If you have a Bible with you, that's a great place to underline, highlight, circle, star, whatever it may be. That's a powerful verse. Verse 22 Your eye is the lamp that provides light to your body. And when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Verse 25, somebody was getting that, that's good. Verse 25, so that is why I tell you, and uh, and again, preface, these are, if your Bible has red letters where Jesus talks, these are red letters. These are the words of Jesus uh, speaking himself. That is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or star, uh, store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable than they are? Yes. The answer to that, Uh, yes, you are. Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? No, the answer is no to that. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work, they don't make clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? All right, starting to get real. You ready? So, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father always, already knows all your needs. Come on. And here we go. So how, how do we how do we deal with the needs? How do we deal with the issues? How do we deal with the, the things that we feel like we're lacking? Verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Yes. Live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need.
1: That's so good. So our desire through this series, um, I don't know how long it's going to last, two, three? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, our desire through this series is that, is that we would be able to lead you in a way that you could discover how to have these healthy relationships in your life, um, but through the context of this verse, through the context of seeking him first and putting him first in your life, um, in the pursuit of Jesus and the purpose that God has for your life. So true. Relas- relationships are so important, right? Um, They are vital to our existence. We were created for a relationship, you guys. And life is so much better in the context of relationships, right? Um, So some of the, like Craig already said, we've been asking people to send questions. So these are some of the questions we've gotten, um, which are some good ones. But we want more, guys. Nothing Hold nothing back, please.
0: Don't give us as lightweight questions. Yeah, we want the good questions. Somebody somebody break that awkward barrier and send us something hard. Okay, anyway.
1: (laughs) Um, So one of them was, what does it mean to be equally or unequally yoked in a relationship? Such a good good. question, right? Um, How do I raise my kids to follow God? Very good. good. What if my spouse and I aren't on the same page when it comes to church and God? Wow, yeah. That's good. Very good. Um, This one I actually love. And I'm going to be so excited when we get to address it. Mm -hmm. Um, In an overwhelmingly popular hookup culture, what is a godly way to go about dating? So good, right? All my
0: single people. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, What do you do when a relationship is established before God enters the equation? Good. How do you handle a breakup? Really good. Um, So we're going to actually start answering these. Next week, so you're going to have to come back. Um, (laughs) But this week is all about setting the foundation. Because how many of you guys know that if the foundation is broken, if the foundation is cracked, anything that you build on top of that is going to be unstable and will eventually end up being Eroding over time, right? So we need a solid foundation. So today we're gonna we're gonna start with some of the basics, and it's yep. gonna be it's gonna be awesome. But did you guys know this? I actually just saw this yesterday. And you know, those of you who have Bible background or, or church background, we've all heard of the Ten Commandments um, in the Old Testament. But um, I just realized this just yesterday that four of the Ten Commandments, four of them, deal with our relationship to God, while the other six deal with our relationship relationships with people but all 10 are about relationships that's right how amazing right that god was setting that foundation and setting the tone for us even way i mean way back in the old testament um and so yeah so that's that's great right That's
0: really good that's so good i just want to hear her preach so i can shout her down because she's so much better than i am i'm not (laughs) used to this though that's okay you're a natural i mean come on (laughs) Okay so so yeah so our so really our goal in this entire thing is to help every single person whether Again, you know, no matter the category that you put yourself in when it comes to relationships—married, single, dating, uh, family relationships, family dynamics—are you? Do you, Are you a parent with children? Are you a a child with parents? You know, it's like wherever you find yourself in the life of relationships, everybody has some type of relationship. And so, the the important thing, of what Kara was saying, is that the foundation that we want to lay today is something that will feed into no matter the the season or the stage of life that you're in. Does that make sense? Yeah. If it's turned, if it's turns into a you know 10 steps of self help then we're we're all wasting our time because how many of you know that self help is no help. Yep. The rest of y'all need to know that too. <laughs> so self help is no help. And the entire section of books in Barnes and Noble titled self help is no help whatsoever because self is the problem, self can't also be the solution.
1: So good. So I think okay. uh, just to add a little note in there when you know when you discover and know who you are in Jesus, when you know what your worth is, when yeah. you know your worth, when you know that you were created on purpose for a very unique purpose that is only unique to your life, um, mm-hmm. you're going to start attracting like-minded people into your life yeah. that are going in the same direction to you. They'll, you'll be attracted to them like a magnet. People that are like-minded begin to begin to attract each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to they're gonna help set you on the path of your purpose and not pull you away from it. So I just wanted to throw that in there, yeah. that there are healthy relationships, and we all know this, right? There are healthy, um, good relationships, and there are unhealthy relationships. There's also neutral relationships, right? right. Um, but what we want to focus on is getting to the healthy and getting away from the unhealthy, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so there, you know, where we're not giving you, you know, 10, 10 steps to the best relationships ever, there are basics, there are foundations. And so there are probably more but than what we're going to list. But I think there, as we were going through this and studying and praying, there were really three specific things that I felt are important for us to look at as we set the foundation for trying to have solid relationships that start with us. Because really, the relationships that you have, it's really, we, we can spend a lot of time blaming other people and how they've impacted us. And some, some, have, some people sitting here would have uh, uh, tragic experiences in your yeah, life that you've had hurt. other people, you know, impose themselves whether it's been abuse yep. or or you know, unhealthy relationship dynamics, but at the end of the day, we still get to have that choice to whether we're going to be proactive about our relationships moving forward yeah. or whether we're going to allow ourselves to be bound up in the brokenness of the past. Does that make sense? That's good. And uh, and so here here's a couple of the basics that we want to kind of hit through this. The first one is is faith in Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. When it comes to this whole Uh, That foundation. Everything really does have to begin with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Because if you don't, if if he's the author and the finisher of what's happening in our life, if we don't get on board with the relationship with Jesus, then we are refusing to step onto the playing field with the one who has the perfect intent and model for our life. So it starts with that. The second one is, and this is so huge, an unshakable belief in the word of God. An so unshakable good. belief in the Word of God. And not just on reading the Word, but focused on walking out the Word. Yep. And there's a big difference. There's some even passages that talk about, uh, you know, it's not just about what you know. It's also about walking it out. It's your faith com- combined with your deeds and with your lifestyles in the book of James. Uh, a couple of verses here, real quick, uh, that have to do with the unshakable belief in the Word of God. Psalm 119, 105. I love this, actually one of my favorite ones. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. Uh, In the the Passion Translation, it says the same verse this way, truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. I love that 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 so much. And then uh, 2 Timothy uh, 3, verses 16 and 17, it says, all scripture... Uh, do you know what all means? If you break it down, kind of the original <laughs> language. No, I'm just joking. It just means all. It Good means job. all. Good job. Because I think, you know, I've done that. All, and you're like, well, yeah, all, but over here. No, all means all. Uh, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. So God uses it to prepare and equip us for every good work. Yeah. I love that. For every, It prepares us for every good work that God has for us. And do you think that that might maybe have something to do with our relationships? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, if if God created your life with specific purpose, and he did, then don't you think that your relationships should also be connected to your purpose? Wow. So good. Thank you. It's really like, One more uh, time. That, One more time. Is that a rhetorical question? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if the response is sure. Can I, can I say that one more time? Because yes, I want that to please. sink in. If God created your life with specific purpose, which we would be under the belief system that he did, yeah. you're not an accident. You're not, you're not here by chance. You didn't right. just crawl out of some hole and all of a sudden you're here in a life. No, God knew you before you were born. Yeah. He knew you as you were being formed in your mother's womb. He had purpose for your life. And if your life has purpose, shouldn't the relationships that you live be connected to that purpose? And the, there we go. Now y'all are with us. You want to hit that? I think you want to hit that next part. Um, so, because you came up with it, so it's good. You need to.
1: <laughs> um, your purpose must guide your relationships. It's not the other way around, or your relationships can guide you away from your purpose. Your purpose must guide your relationships, or your relationships will will guide you away from That's your so purpose.
0: Good. That's so good. That's so true. It's so true. So I think to live the life that God created you to live, uh, it has to be a Christ-centered life. And, uh, and if you've been here for more than one week, you've heard me say that God does not desire to have a religion with you. He desires to have a relationship yeah. with you. Yeah. And so if you, to, if you were to look at just the whole pattern of the, of the Bible from Genesis, the, fir- the first book of the Bible, all the way to the book of Revelation at the very end, you will see this beautiful narrative coming through of how God created humanity, starting with Adam and Eve, with great love, and with great purity, and with great affection and purpose, and and, uh, and as we tend to do, man messed things up, and so the whole story that we read throughout Scripture is God's journey of trying to restore not just a certain people group, but all people back into relationship with him. And the only reason that that was, only way that that was going to be possible was if there was a perfect sacrifice that would pay the price for the sin that's in my life and the sin that's in our world. And guess who that came through? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's who it came through. And so, for us to have that restored, purpose-driven life with God, it has to start with living a Christ-centered life. Yep. And so, we have to recognize that your existence, your life, is centered, uh, is. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that your life is centered around something or some things, right, and so this is true for every person in life. we Everyone has something that is at the center of our life, yep. and uh, so it either uh, it centers around two options: either your life is centered around a relationship with Jesus or your life is centered around yourself right and that might sound that might sound harsh like oh what's but if you think let's let 's kind of dissect that a little bit like're like well maybe maybe my life is centered around my marriage or my job, or, you know, other people in my life, or my kids, and, and, and maybe, that doesn't mean that those involvements aren't significant in your life, but at the end of the day, if you are not walking out a Christ-centered life, then that leaves a significant hole inside your heart that you are trying to fill because of your needs, right. and so even if the intentionality isn't selfish, what it feeds is something where God's saying, man, I wish you would give me that place in your heart, because if you did, it would open up so much more.
1: It's so good, and he's, he's getting into my part, know, with, which is there. totally fine. I didn't want to stop him because it was so good. But um, there's this quote by Rick Warren. He's a, um, a pastor a pastor of a big, big church and author and all that. Um says, Christianity is not a religion or a philosophy, but a relationship and a lifestyle. The core of that lifestyle is thinking of others as Jesus did instead of ourselves. And like Craig said, it's so easy, it's so easy to think that, um, that our life can, can and should be centered around things that are important to us, like children, like marriages, like relationships, and um, it's just simply not true. I remember when I, when I first, sorry about this, when I first had, had children, um, my focus drifted very quickly away from having that center, that core of my life being Jesus. It it really, um, and there's, there's seasons. We go through seasons, right, where um, different things should take importance over other things, but never over the core of who we're supposed to be, never over the core of Jesus in our lives. And I remember I was talking to a friend on the phone after my kids were born, and I, well, my first child, um, and I felt like my life had been... Um, I'm just kind of thrown into a whirlwind, like new motherhood, like what the heck is happening? What is going on? No sleep. No sleep. So everything's just amplified times a hundred, right? And I was, I was, I was complaining. I was like, I haven't had time to read my Bible. I don't even have time to pray. And she's like, she's like, well, there's, there's grace, but is Jesus still at the core? Is Jesus still at the center of who you are? And I was like, I don't think so. Like, just to be honest, like, I don't think so. And there was this moment of like revelation going, wow, I will be a better mother to those children if I keep Jesus at the core. Right. I will be a better wife to him if I keep Jesus at the core. When we were, t- <laughs> when we were dating. And I'll
0: be a better husband.
1: That's true. Just have, when we ahead. were dating, um, so we met in Portland, Oregon and, um, in Bible college, no less. Um, I think we already said that. But um, we got to a pretty serious point in our relationship when I was, um, I was starting to panic a little bit. And um, honestly, when, you, um, when you're in a place of your life where you are like full, full-fledged full seeking Jesus and full-fledged like, what, what's your will for my life, God? Um, that's, that was my center of focus. And then this guy comes along in my life and starts, like, shaking with that. How you doing? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and it was totally unexpected. It was totally like, oh, gosh, what's going on? And stuff's happening in my heart. And I was like, oh, I, I, I really think I like this guy. But, um, but Jesus, You. Only you. You're all I want. You're all I want. Not that I. I knew that one day I would get married. I knew that one day. I mean, I wanted all this, this marriage stuff. But, um, it it scared me a little bit, and so I started.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was freaking out of me. This is just. Let's just be honest. She was freaking it's very out. Very honest. Me. Like, I remember one time I was driving her to work, and uh, yeah, I was I was driving. He wasn't picking me. I was driving her to work, and so we're having this conversation as I'm you know taking her to Seattle's best coffee in downtown Portland. As a barista. Marista Yo, and um, and she's like, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if if uh, and this if is after should be together. we together. This has been a while. Like, this is
1: after we had already talked about yes, like we like, know this is it. we know this is it.
0: We weren't engaged yet, but we were. We if you ask your parents, we before we were ever officially engaged, like everything was already planned. The wedding was planned. Everything was ready to go. <laughs> I just, just hadn't
1: met his parents yet.
0: It was a formality. You know, I just had to meet my family. And, and, uh, had to get me out to that, and then that I had farm
1: to, in Virginia. Then I had
0: to put a ring on it. So, But <laughs> put a ring on it. So, But, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun season. That was fun.
1: Yeah, so I freaked out a lot. I pushed him away. And it was just because I felt like something was happening to that core. Um, and I will never forget the moment God, um, God spoke to me. And he said, Kara, if you keep me here, this will be the strongest thing. This will be the strongest relationship of your life if you keep me at the center, if you keep me at the core. And there was, like, a peace in that. Like, this is okay, God. It's okay. I feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm trying to, like, divide my, my loyalties. I felt like I was trying to divide my heart, like, between Jesus and, and this, new, this new crazy man in my life. And so, um, <laughs> but it's worked out.
0: <laughs> I'm worked so glad. Okay. Yeah. But it was
1: that moment when, when the Lord spoke to me and said, if you keep me, tight at your core. If you keep me first above all else, this will be the most amazing relationship you've ever had. And so um, I just, I loved that. I loved that. And it was peaceful for me. And it was just like, okay, I can do this. And was there like a, a moment when I was like, okay, fine, whatever.
0: There probably I don't remember, but there probably was. He was so
1: frustrated, guys. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, this is so stupid. Like, what the heck? <laughs> um,
0: you love me or not, come on. Jeez. <laughs>
1: No, he would. He would have waited. Would you have waited? Forever? Absolutely, forever. It's yeah. a good answer, right? Forever. <laughs> um, when you are fully and completely satisfied in Jesus alone, when you are aligned with Christ, right. no spouse um, will complete you, That's right. but it will complement you, right? Um, when you're aligned with Christ and, you, and you're satisfied with him alone, a career, same thing. A career will not complete you, but it will complement you. A friendship will not complete you, but it will complement you. Right. Having babies will not complete you. Right. Um, I thought it would complete me. It surely did not. It complicated things, but it's also complemented me. It's made me That's a better good. person. Um, status and things and money, they will never complete you, right. but they will complement you when you keep Jesus at your core. Yeah
0: so true. And it's something that you have to be intentional about. You know, when you live a Christ-centered life, everything and everyone that you— that you bring into a significant place in your life um, will be from a a place of Christ-centeredness, and that goes back to what Kara was saying about when you when you have Christ in the place where He's supposed to be in your life, there it will begin to attract people that are in that same in that same boat, if you will, that are on the same trajectory. And so there there are still going to be moments where, because uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we are we're broken people, like all of us. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Maybe somebody needed to hear that. Guess what? You're we broken. We are
1: all broken,
0: and it's okay. It you know, is. it's like uh, it's one of those things where like God loves us enough to love us in our brokenness but he loves us enough to not let us stay there. Amen. Right. And, uh, and so there's, there's a process and, and you can still be Christ centered and still be dealing with brokenness in your life. Yes. And that's okay. So I know like I've been in places and you probably have too, where uh, you were on your journey with Christ, or maybe you're trying to figure stuff out, but for whatever reason, like you kept attracting jokers in your life. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, <laughs> why do I keep attracting that type of person in my life? You know, I don't, or like dating. And for whatever reason, like you keep attracting a certain type of guy and you're like, I don't want that type of guy. Why do I keep right. attracting that? And and that's okay, just knowing that you keep working on that Christ-centeredness, and God's going to give you confidence and clarity as you continue to move forward so that you do begin to attract and surround yourself with like-minded people that are on that same journey.
1: Right. And can I just say really quick, um, the in Galatians, it talks about life by the Spirit, living in the Spirit, having that, that core, uh, the Holy Spirit at the center of who you are. Um, Though that is what's going to help you when you, um, like in your workplace, you know those people that just kind of get under your skin, or um, family members. Sometimes, sometimes family is hard, guys. Um, but but when you are. Are put in a place in your life where there are difficult people. That's when the Spirit, living life by the Spirit, will come into play. And so um, I'm just going to read that really quick. Um, it's Galatians 5:22. Uh, it's but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Come on, we need we need that patience, kindness. We need that kindness in relationships. Goodness, faithfulness. Come on, gentleness and self-control against against such things there is no law. And so when you are when you are put into a position where you're like but I'm trying to keep you at the center god but all these people are coming all up in my business and they're trying to distract me and take you out of the center that's what life by the Spirit is. When those things are operating in your life, you are going to be able to respond with kindness. You're going to be re- be able to respond with love and gentleness and patience. Come on. We need that That's patience right. with difficult, challenging people. I have a friend that calls challenging people grace growers. Like, they grow the grace in your life, right? Yeah. And so we need that. And when... Um, and just, I did a study on the fruit of the spirit several years ago, and it was like months of studying about this, and the it boiled down to this one thing. Because I was like, God, I can't do that. I cannot live that way. And and the the um, the main point of this months of study was, no, you can't. You can't on your own. You cannot. But you can with me. You can with the Lord. When Jesus stays at the center, you can have love. You can have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All of those things come through the Holy Spirit, through living life through the Holy Spirit and keeping Jesus at the center.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Somebody give that an amen right there. So when it comes to your core, you know, any, uh, you know, workout people in the room. Any trainers, you know, whatever, you know, you. They would always tell me, and I don't know why they always feel like they need to tell me this, but uh, when your core is strong,
1: I sorry, I had to laugh in the microphone
0: for that one. Micro- <laughs> uh, when your core is strong, the rest of your body will be strong. When your core is weak, doesn't matter whether you don't skip leg day or upper body day, okay, come on. you know, you're still, you're going to start having more back problems. You're going to, you know, it's, and it's. Thank you, and it's a. Uh, oh. Said the chiropractor in the the house. uh, (laughs) Which is good for business. No, I'm sorry. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, the same, the same. It's it's so ironic. The same principles that God created in His creation. That apply to your body will also apply to your soul, will also apply to your spirit, so yep. and your heart is the core of your spirit. And when you have God, and when you have that relationship with Jesus at your core, it makes all the difference. Because what is at your core will determine what you live for. I thought so about that. Good. Took me hours to come up with that.
1: <laughs> By it the way, me, just because it of made Ryan. me laugh. No, I'm joking. It didn't take hours. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs>
0: But it's, but it's true. It's so true. What is at your core and your spirit will determine what you live for. Yep. If Jesus is at your core, you're going to live a life that's focused on living for Jesus. Yep. If, if Jesus is not in that place, then your core is going to be focused on living for yourself. And just what she was talking about, you're going to try to find your your fulfillment in a marriage. You're going to try your fulfillment in your job, your fulfillment in money, your fulfillment in addiction, your fulfillment in sex. I mean, you can fill in the blank and you're going to have an empty core that's going to create an unhealthy person and that's why it's so important so we can we can talk about friendships and we can talk about purity we can talk about marriage we can talk about sex in our culture we can talk about all these things and we can give you the top 100 things if you do all these things everything will be perfect but if you don't address that christ-centered core inside of you it doesn't matter right it might make you good for a day or two. You might have a strong week or a strong month, but eventually you're gonna get worn out. You're gonna get exhausted because your spirit is starving and the, the, the very God that created you with purpose and who longs to be in that place in your life is just waiting for you to invite him in because God's never gonna force himself into your life. He's gonna keep pursuing you He's gonna keep going after you with his love and with his grace and his kindness. He's gonna constantly be creating intersections in your life to where you will have that realization and welcome him in, but he's never gonna force himself. So right. we can't just sit back and be like, well, God, if you're God, you can just fix it. So just do what you need to do to fix me and, and, and all that stuff. And God says, no, I, I actually don't, I don't want that because that's religion. That's what religion does. Right. God says, I want a relationship. Yep. You know, if any relationship that's worth anything is when you actually want somebody to be in your life. And you want them there. God wants you to want him to be there. And yeah, it's going to take a step of faith, and it's going to take some trust. But I'm telling you, it will revolutionize your marriage. It will revolutionize your friendships. It will revolutionize how, if you're single and here today, it will revolutionize how you see the journey of your identity, that having somebody with you does not identify who you are. It doesn't, you know. It's that well. I'm single, so I'm not, you know. I'm not quite the full person as other people that found somebody. No, because your identity is not in in who is with you outside of that relationship with Jesus. Right. That's why she was talking about. It compliments you when Jesus is here. Then a spouse compliments you, a job compliments you, your friends compliments you. All those things become not your identity, but things that God is gonna use to build and uh, draw out that purpose inside of you. So uh, when you are, and this is kind of the crazy thing, make no mistake about it, either Jesus is your God or you are your God. That's hard. And, it, and it's hard. that's hard. I mean, a hard one. And that's not one of those, like, here, come up here, let me smack you with that. It's just, I think it's one of those things that in our humanity, yep. like, we gotta check ourselves, right? And, and it doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that, uh, it's, you know, we're talking about like a salvation issue if you've accepted Christ and you're saved. Because and, and how, we, how we accept Christ and then how we begin to walk it out sometimes, it takes time, right? Yeah. It's a journey on purpose. And, uh, but, but we have to constantly be checking ourselves like today, God, am I allowing you to be my God today? Or am I trying to put you in the passenger seat and tell you that I got it? All right, I know I got, I got this, God. I know you got, you got me in heaven. I'm going to heaven now. That's good. But I got, you know, I got this. No, you don't. How's that working out for you? <laughs> Come on, let's continue to check ourselves. And
1: I think this is going to be the last thing I say before I hop on the keys. I think right. in relationships, it's easy. It's easy to try to take the driver's seat. It's yeah. easy to, to say, no, I got, I got this, God. Especially in those relationships that you know, that you know, that you know are not healthy for you That's right. Um, because we're, we're saying, no, God, I got this. It's just uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna, um, to stay strong in this one. I'm going to I'm going to keep you set at the center of me. But meanwhile, this person is pulling you away from your purpose and not toward your purpose. If that relationship is not pointing you and walking toward your purpose with you, then those are the ones that you need to say, OK, God, you got this, God. I cannot, I can no longer, I can no longer keep my hands on this, on this one. I can no longer say, um, I got this God, because that's the moment that you will get totally sidetracked, totally sidetracked from your purpose in life. And, and that is, um, that's so vital, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So important. It's so good. And, uh, so there, there's, there probably is and should be questions like I'm hoping that as we're talking about some of this stuff, you're like, well, what about this? Or what about that? And that would be the great moment for you to send us a direct message and ask us questions because then we can have a chance in the next few weeks to address some of those things. So as we're wrapping this up and, and uh, Kara's hopping on the keys, and I am want to pray for you in just a moment if that's okay. And uh, we're going to kind of conclude things today. But that whole context of either, either Jesus is your God or you are your God is such a huge thing that I would encourage. I do this, and I need to do it more every single day as I wake up, my desire should be, okay, God, are you seated in my life where you should be? And where do I need to stop trying to play your role in my life? And say, okay, God, help me today to let you be the Lord of my life and for me to ride shotgun with what you're trying to do with my life. And, and yeah, and as, as you begin to move forward, there will be clarity and there's going to be learning and there's going to be experiences and maybe some bumps in the road when it comes to our relationships. But if we continue to keep Christ at the center point of our life, um, then we're on, we're on the right track. We're on the right journey. Amen. Amen. You know, when the cool thing is, is that when, when Jesus is your God and he's in the place where he should be, um, then you are fully complete at that moment. You are fully complete in everything that God created you to be in the moment when you find him at the center of your life. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at ConvoChurch. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.